Hi, guys. We just wanted to take a brief minute at the top of the pod to uh, discuss hashtag speaking out and all the allegations that have been made over the last week or so. Uh, we're not going to go through them one by one or, or talk about the different names that have been implicated. We just wanted to, uh, you know, in the same way that we did regarding Black Lives Matter a, a few weeks ago, just discuss this and and let you know where we're at. Uh, pro wrestling is an industry that has been home to a lot of really bad behavior, to put it mildly, like for a long time. Uh, and we wanted to say that we unequivocally support uh, the women and men who have come forward to tell their stories and provide this opportunity for introspection and reckoning within the pro wrestling industry. Uh, we as fans have the power to speak with our dollars and choose who we support with our eyeballs. There are so many great professional wrestlers that it just doesn't make sense to support those who have been accused of such horrible actions, behaviors, and attitudes. Believe victims and survivors when they come forward. And when you find yourself wanting to defend someone accused of sexual harassment or sexual violence, ask yourself why and ask yourself, who could you be supporting instead? That's where I'm at with this whole thing. I don't plan on uh, buying any t-shirts or supporting any of these individuals whose names have been implicated because there's really no incentive for women to come forward. They gain nothing. In fact, it, in most cases, it ends up hurting their careers and creating a great deal of emotional and psychological pain for them. So for them to come forward tells me that there's something going on. So I believe women and I believe these uh, accusers who are, are bravely sharing their experience and their stories in the hopes that we can make professional wrestling a better and safer industry for everybody. Yeah, I think Joel really put that in much better words than I could say. But yeah, um, believe, believe women, um, support the wrestlers who uh, do things the right way. And, um, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's just been a really hard week to be a wrestling fan, to see something you love so much uh, and see people that you look up to in, in multiple ways come out and have these, these issues. Um, it's, it's very sad, but um, I think this is a, you know, I don't want to say a positive comes out of, you know, a negative, but we have seen a lot of people, a lot of people step up and, and condemn these things. And we've seen organizations um, for the most part come out and do the right thing with regards to uh, people who have been linked to these um, horrific stories. So um, yeah, let's, uh, let's support the, <laughs> let's support the ones who are doing it the right way and, and basically say we don't tolerate this stuff going forward. So anything else to add, Joel, before we, we jump into our episode? No, I think that about covers it. Uh, thank you to those who've been speaking out and, I'm sure we're not close to the end of this. I'm sure we're going to be hearing more and more over the next couple of weeks and, and possibly even longer. So as long as it takes and as much as it takes to make this industry better, because frankly, if nothing happens, it's going to be really hard for me to, you know, continue being a fan uh, mm -hmm. because it just it's it's just too much. I got some T-shirts to get rid of. So <laughs> let's let's start the show. The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. All right, hello and welcome to another episode of The Other Wrestling Show. 
My name is Joel, and as always, I'm here with Mike, and uh, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently this week in light of the upcoming Fighter Fest event. We're going to do uh, a quick rundown of the card and then get into a lightning round, and then we'll go into previewing night one of Fighter Fest. So before we get into all that, Mike, how are you doing? Dude, Last of Us 2. That's <laughs> what I've been doing. That's what I've been doing since last Friday. And you may have noticed last night, I was like, oh, we're not going to be live tweeting tonight. I was, I was originally going to hide behind the massive amount of packing I still have to do. But no, it's because around 4.30 yesterday, I booted up the old PS4. And next thing I knew, it was 8.30. <laughs> so... <laughs> well, I My also bad. started late. Uh, <laughs> I also started late watching Dynamite last night. Uh, my wife and I sat down after dinner to watch the last two episodes of Star Trek Discovery, the second season. And Ooh, uh, how is that? Oh, it's so good. It's really, really good. If you wait, you have CBS access? Yeah. Can I get your login? <laughs> well, it's it's technically not mine. <laughs> who, who whose is it? <laughs> we can talk about it off air. <laughs> Because I want to watch that, but I don't uh, want to pay for CBS Access. But yeah, it's it, it's really good. It's really really good. And um, but but we uh, we ran over a little bit on time and had to catch up um, during commercial breaks, which is way harder to do on Dynamite than it is on other wrestling shows. When you have picture in picture, you got the picture in picture, and I feel like I actually do need to watch the picture in picture because sometimes something crazy happens. So uh, so yeah, but. I, I get that. I have been playing uh, Star Wars Pod Racing, the N64 How game. How is it, man? Just got re-released on Switch. It's great. Ugh, it's every bit as good as I remember. And it's so much easier to play because the frame rate is higher on the Switch than it was on the N64. So um, I crash a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have, to, I'll have to download that and give it a try soon because... Uh... Many, many, many nights in my childhood have played or spent playing that game. And I don't I know. I just want to make a new one because it was such a cool game with the way you could like go to the junkyard and buy parts to upgrade mm -hmm. your pod. And then if you did really well in the race, your pod would get repaired. And so your junkyard parts would improve. Um, and it was it's really cool. I, I really like it. I had forgotten some of the elements of it and it's been fun to get back into and and play and it is it's yeah. still pretty fast like it especially once you get like your upgraded engines and stuff and you start really mm -hmm. moving it's uh it's fun for uh for a movie that gets a lot of crap phantom menace had some banger games you know like we had we had pod racing then did you ever play jedi power battles yeah on dreamcast it was great oh man I had it on PlayStation and that thing was incredible. Then there was this Star Wars Episode One Phantom Menace game on PlayStation One that was insane, super detailed. Um and I don't then that one, but I do remember the Star Wars Obi-Wan game. On Xbox. That yeah. game was crazy fun. Yeah. That game was good. Like you could you could duel all the other Jedi's like throughout the game. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're we're nerding out way too much now, but <laughs> anything uh, anything you want to mention before we review the card that was Joel? Now let's get into it. The dynamite that was. All right, dynamite kicked off with a lumberjack match between Wardlow and Luchasaurus. Wardlow getting the pinfall victory in that match. Then we got a 
segment entitled Technique by Taz, in which we examined Brian Cage and looked at his moveset and his power. We then got a look at Britt Baker's new ride, complete with a new logo that looks awesome. And uh, then a match between Hikaru Shida and Red Velvet that lasted about 12 seconds. There was a, uh, a post-match kerfuffle after that one. And uh, then we got a press conference regarding the TNT Championship match coming up at Fighter Fest between Jake Hager and Cody. After that was a vignette for the newly formed team. I think they've officially settled on Bad Romance as the name for the tag team of Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. And uh, after their vignette, they had a match with Colt Cabana and Brody Lee. Uh, Colt Cabana earning the pinfall victory in that affair. And after the match, Bad Romance was attacked by Lance Archer. We then got a feature on Sean Spears, which was followed by a tag team match between FTR and SCU. FTR getting the pinfall victory in that affair. Then uh, there was a challenge issued by the Butcher and the Blade for an eight-man tag team match at Fighter Fest between uh, FTR and the Young Bucks taking on Butcher and the Blade and the returning Lucha Bros. Yes. So Penta made an appearance in the ring. He is back. And uh, after that, we got a preview of the tag team championship match coming up at Fighter Fest. And Brian Cage was in action against John Cruz, getting a quick pinfall victory in that affair. Got a backstage segment with Brody Lee and Colt Cabana. And another interaction between Britt Baker and Big Swole. Big Swole <laughs> dumping a garbage can on Britt Baker's head inside of her new Rolls Royce, which is uh, not an actual Rolls Royce, of course, just the, the gator. Um, and uh, then we got our main event between Matt Harvey, Hardy. Gosh, can't talk all of a sudden. Matt Hardy and Santana. Show me bananas. Sorry, I went with the Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> and uh, Matt Hardy got the pinfall victory in that affair. Finally, we got a showdown between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy that took us all over the arena and uh, concluded with a bloodied Orange Cassidy standing tall and putting on a fresh pair of sunglasses. Whew. Well, since we're going to be previewing the Fighter Fest card, we're going to go straight into Lightning Round. Lightning Round. So I think the, the best place to start would be that showdown from the end of the show. Uh, I never expected to see Orange Cassidy in an arena-wide brawl, but holy hell, was it fun. And on paper, I don't, it doesn't look like this feud should work, but man, it is working. And I'm loving me some Orange Cassidy right now. He looks like a freaking star, which we knew he was from his performance. But to be able to go into that whole promo showdown with Jericho and not say a word and come out on top like he did is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, four months ago, the majority of the AEW audience hadn't seen Orange Cassidy in a legit match. And we saw that at Revolution. And since then, he's just been on a tear. And he's always had the fan support because he's so entertaining. But this character has really evolved and, you know, really demonstrates that you don't need to talk 
in order to get over. You don't need to have a speaking character in order to create a connection with the audience and be somebody that we care about and want to support. So really looking forward to that one. I think this match is going to be a blast. I literally was sitting there like, holy crap, are we going to hear Orange Cassidy talk? I've never heard him speak before. (laughs) So (laughs) I I was I was curious of what the man's voice sounded like. But um, I think I think the big thing to take here is that you take one of AW's fastest rising stars, potential stars. And you pair him with someone with the cloud of Chris Jericho and and good things will happen. It, it doesn't matter who wins or loses this match because the work, it's already been done. Like Cassidy is is higher now than he was before. And I personally would love to see a Cassidy victory followed by a best friends victory and see where it goes from there. So Joel, uh, what's something else you want to cover in lightning round tonight? Well, my today? favorite thing from this episode of Dynamite was the bad romance vignette. Uh, and they they put out an extended vignette on Twitter as well. And I just, I love the music. I love the way it was shot. And I just think Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss have so much chemistry. And I'm really stoked to see what they put together moving forward. They're great in the ring as an actual tag team. But also the things that they're doing outside of the ring are really, really entertaining. And I'm glad to see that they're building momentum. And it's crazy to me that this match was the first time we've seen Sonny Kiss on Dynamite. Holy crap, really? He previously had not had a match on Dynamite. All of his matches had been on Dark or the couple of appearances that he had had on early pay-per-views. So uh, really, really great that Sonny Kiss is now on the main show in action. And hopefully that is a pattern that continues moving forward. Yeah, and I thought this would be some sort of a squash match since we're trying to get this Brody Lee Cole Cabana thing going. But this was a competitive match where all four guys came out looking great. And the athleticism of Sonny Kiss is is unbelievable. It's it's very um we always talk about like who's the most athletic person on the roster. He's definitely up there. Um it, it his uh what when they both hit the moonsaults out of the ring yeah it's just incredible am i getting am i getting his pronouns right seiko by he so i'm glad you brought that up he actually has has said that either is fine he identifies with both he him and she her pronouns so uh, there was a bit of a kerfuffle a few weeks ago because jr used she her pronouns and people got angry on twitter and then jr came back and was like no 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 i I talked with Sonny about this and I was told that either is acceptable. So, so. Okay, good, uh, good. I, w- I kept yeah. saying, I'm like, oh man, am I, cause I, I default to like they, them now when I don't know. <laughs> so as I was talking, I'm like, oh shit, then I screw up. So anyway, um, just, just phenomenal match here. Um, I'm speaking of the dark order and Colt Cabana. I kind of liked how Colt sold the victory. Like, okay, that felt good. That felt different. Like, I, I really liked how he sold that. And I still don't know if this is truly going to be Cole Cabana integrated into the Dark Order, but it's nice seeing one of these recruitment storylines going beyond just, nope, I'm not joining, and then a beatdown ensues. Like, yeah, what I think is interesting about this whole thing is that Colt thinks that he's fooling Brody Lee, and Brody Lee thinks that he's fooling Colt Cabana. <laughs> someone's getting fooled right and and that's the fun thing is that as fans we don't know who's right like colt cabana doesn't think that he's effectively joining the dark order 
But if he continues to go along with this, he'll have joined the Dark Order. Uh, and on the flip side, you know, Brody Lee thinks that he's he's got him and it's all done with. And Colt Cabana's like, no, I'm just kind of playing along and, and I enjoyed getting this win, but I'm not so sure about fighting my friends, you know, in SCU in this big match. So I really like this. I think it, it, there's a deft hand at work here and I'm I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about is the best match on the card. <laughs> <laughs> the Haas fight that we've all been waiting for. What a way to kick off the show. And I'm coming along on Wardlow. I, I remember when he first debuted and his first couple matches, I'm like, okay, whatever. He's impressive. But uh, him and Luchasaurus really sold the hell out for this match and both just looked really, really incredible. Um, and just talk about energy to start a show. You always want to start a show off hot. This was a hot match to start off Dynamite. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to take a moment to say I told you so. Oh, because uh, I was I was high on Wardlow, <laughs> uh, basically from the first time we saw him in the ring, and when he whipped out that leaping Hurricane Rana, just out of nowhere on a guy who's easily six five in in mm-hmm. and made it look so so good, I was blown away. Like my jaw dropped, and there were so many spots in this match that just looked fantastic. Uh, I I thought that both competitors had their best showing thus far in oh, AEW yeah. in this match, and it was a great vehicle to get them both over. And now we're going to be seeing uh, a match at Fighter Fest between MJF and Wardlow and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, which is going to be tremendous. Mm-hmm. Should be a really good match and just a really great way to sell, tell this feud because it originally started back in like March on Twitter with between Jungle Boy and MJF. And it's now devolved into this huge all out war between the two groups. Um, Really looking forward to that match. And my spot of the night was the uh, shooting star press off of the stage onto the body of people. Uh, People that big usually don't pull off shooting star presses. And if they do, they almost break their necks like Brock Lesnar. So um, we're talking about somebody who can do a standing moonsault in the middle of the (laughs) ring. I mean, Luchasaurus is incredible. Yep. And then the biggest F10 I've ever seen. Holy crap. I was really wondering if Wardlow was going to be able to get the spin on him. Because I really don't think that's a move that the other person can really help look better. Like, it really is. I mean, you, you can just kind of push yourself off a little bit. from. I guess. But but not much. And it's it's going to be really hard to to help out on that. So, yeah, it's it's really on the person making the throw to to make that happen and i was really impressed i was wondering that too especially because he kind of wobbled a little bit when he first Mm -hmm. got him up but he got his feet under him and you know i was really really impressed this was a great match and if you missed it go back and watch it if you saw it go back and watch it again it's just so good how how many rotations do you think he could get marco stunt on the f10 (laughs) I don't think we want to find out. Marco Stunt might actually I, just take I, flight, you know? Well, I was wondering, is he going to reach, like, what is it, terminal velocity? <laughs> just, like, just take off through the ceiling? Um, I, I just, I really want to see that happen. And sorry, Marco, you, I volunteer you as sacrifice, so get ready for it next week. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that we had a Haas fight. Haas fights are the best, especially when you have super athletic Haases. Joel, 
what do you want to talk about next in lightning round? Or if there, if there isn't a thing, we can move on. Well, um, I, uh, I wanted to talk about Hikaru Shida because I really like the fact that she just utterly and completely squashed somebody. <laughs> yep. You know, she as champion has been in competitive matches. And even when she's been in the ring with enhancement talent, you know, she's still had competitive matches. So it was nice to put her over this way and have her just utterly smash somebody in 12 seconds and, and get the win because she's great and she's powerful. And we need to get that across uh, with her being champion. And it doesn't, every match doesn't have to be a hard fought win when you have a dominant champion and, and she has been a dominant champion. So I really liked it. Yeah, it was, it was good. No real, no, no real additional comments to end. Uh, add. I, I just, her her um aggression and physical style is is much appreciated from me so um one thing i want to if we were doing a stock down that i kind of want to touch on i thought the the tag team championship vignette was awkward the music felt weird and i just uh, i didn't i didn't really like any of it what were, what were your thoughts on that 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 video it just felt weird i love doing anything for me really I absolutely loved it. I was laughing almost the whole time. And I thought the line deliveries by uh, particularly by Chuck Taylor and Adam Page were perfectly timed, like just great comedic timing and the way they stared at the camera. And I just I really liked it. And, you know, my wife and I were both sitting on the couch laughing our asses off through the whole thing because it was just so well put together. And I appreciated that, you know, coming off of one of the best tag team matches the professional wrestling world has ever seen, you know, they're having this feud that's, you know, kind of low key and a little bit silly. And, you know, we're leaning into that and, and playing off of the humor of it instead of, trying to make the best friends into something that they're not being, you know, a gritty badass tag team because they can be really tough and really good wrestlers without having that on their shoulders. So I liked it. It felt authentic to the performers and uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I guess for me, it's, it's, this was all, this was all a rankings based title defense anyways. So, you know, they haven't really interacted much over the last few weeks anyways. So you could have just done without this. Now, if they lean into the comedy and actually make the championship match like a legit full-fledged comedy match, then um, I'm for it because I know Kenny can work comedy. We know the best friends can work comedy and we've seen Adam Page be pretty damn funny too. So if the match turns out that way, then sweet. But yeah, the the segment just didn't hit for me. Um, Anything else in lightning round, Joel, before we move on to our Fighter Fest Night 1 preview? Last thing I've got, and this might be a good transition into Fighter Fest, is I wanted to talk about the press conference. I really enjoyed this segment, and I thought it was a good vehicle for Cody to cut one of his now signature impassioned promos, not only about himself, but about the business. And, you know, I, I thought his delivery was tremendous. I really liked the anecdote that he told and the way he talked about uh ricky starks and um i thought hearing from arn was cool and 
I like that Jake Hager came in, didn't take any questions, didn't say anything, you know, put his fist in Cody's face and then uh, his wife threw water in Cody's face and the whole thing just, I, I felt like it really built up this match. And I know it's a match that you're not particularly excited about, but I thought this was a really well done segment. Can I be honest with you? Yeah, always. I totally tuned out as soon as this segment started because it has Jake Hager and I don't care about Jake Hager. And I, we know so you, Cody's going to miss the Cody promo. No, I watched it. I literally just didn't retain any of it. Oh man. <laughs> like, like my brain, my brain just was like, go back and, and rewatch that down. promo because <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I think he might be the best promo in the biz right now when he's doing. Oh no, these... we, we, we know Cody's the best promo in the biz. I have, I have no no qualms against that. It's just I think this is just a waste of a a, a big pay per view match, and I just don't like Hager, so I just I'm not excited about it at all. <laughs> as bad as it sounds, <laughs> like like I, that's uh, I I want to care about it. I literally sat down, watched it, and then I was like, huh, the shadows in my room looks like a dog. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're taking it seriously for the sake of the pod. That's uh I do I tried. I literally tried. It's it's not that I was just like, ah, I'm gonna go get some more cocoa puffs during during the segment. I was on my couch looking right ahead with my notes, and I was just like, huh. <laughs> it's just not doing anything for me. So the main the the best thing I'm looking forward to for Cody and Hager is for Cody and Hager to be over and Cody can move on. Well, with that, why don't we get into our preview of night one of Fighter Fest? Mike, why don't you give us a rundown of the card? Yeah, we are we are having a tag team match between Private Party with Matt Hardy or Hardy Party versus Santana Ortiz, which should be an excellent um, showcase for both teams. We're getting the aforementioned Jurassic Express with Marco Stunt versus MJF and Wardlow. Then we're getting three championship matches on this card, which I'm surprised that we're getting three titles on the first night, um, but we're getting Hikaru Shida versus Penelope Ford for the AW Women's World Championship, Cody with Arn Anderson versus Jake Hager for the TNT Championship, and then Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus Best Friends for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Um, so why don't we just start uh, at the the bottom there? Um, Joel, what, a, what are your thoughts on this private party Santana Ortiz match? Kind of came together fast. You know, I think the events of the last week may have caused uh, things to shift a little bit in regards to um, I, I, I honestly believe this originally was going to be a six man tag. I feel like that's what this was going to be. Um, but with inner circle down one member, uh, it made sense to switch it to a tag team match. But um, I really like this pairing with Matt Hardy. And I think Private Party um, is about to have a very good summer i think they're a team that is definitely aligned for a push um and i think matt hardy is the perfect kind of mouthpiece uh veteran who can help them do that i agree i mean i think you're you're dead on i think it was likely that prior to his suspension that sammy Guevara would have been the sixth person in this situation but i think it's almost better this way because with matt hardy taking this mentoring role if he's in the match, that's fine. But if he's not in the match, that almost provides more opportunities 
So um, I think Private Party is one of the most fun tag teams to watch, and you're not going to find better hands than Santana and Ortiz to mm-hmm. guide their you know creativity and you know put together a really interesting and engaging match. So I, I like that these characters have been interwoven over the course of several weeks, but they haven't been building to this specific match the entire time, like not on screen, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we, we know in retrospect that that's what they were building towards, but it's not like the match was announced weeks in advance and, you know, everything that we saw was kind of written in stone that, that this was going to be happening. And so all of these segments, we already know where they're going. And that's one of the things I like about AEW booking is that it hasn't necessarily been set the match and that we'll spend the next three, four weeks adding intrigue. Uh, I like my intrigue up front and then finding out the result later on that, okay, we're getting this match or we're not getting this match or we're getting something else, but these people might be interfering. So uh, I'm excited for it. And I think it should probably kick off the show uh, because Mm -hmm. these four are going to be very high energy. And that's a great way to kick off Fighter Fest. Who uh, who are you taking in this match? I think I made oh, mine pretty obvious. Yeah, we got to gonna... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I oh, made mine no. pretty obvious when I said they're going to have a big summer. So I am taking Private Party to take this match and kick off the the summer of fun. Yeah, I um, I will go. I will go Private Party as well on this one. I think it makes the most sense uh, for them to win and. Uh, Pardon me, I just grabbed a piece of paper so I can write down our picks so that next week we can actually follow up and say who won. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree. I think Private Party gets this one. All right, let's move on to Jurassic Express versus MJF and Wardlow. You know, we talked about AW being the land of tag teams, and the first night of Fighter Fest, three of the five matches are tag team matches. So, um, I think once again, just the depth in this division is insane right now and some sort of tournament would be very nice but uh joel what are your thoughts on mjf and wardlow versus lucher sorry jurassic express got the name right that time (laughs) um i think this is you know a natural match to be happening jungle boy and mjf have kind of been rivals for a long time now uh and this match is is a natural place for them to be and then luchasaurus and wardlow have been beefing and they just had their lumberjack match in which Wardlow won due to nefarious actions. So I'm sure that Luchasaurus has a bone to pick. So it all just makes sense. And we've seen that these four have really good ring chemistry. So mm-hmm. I expect a really good match here. And I do expect MJF and Wardlow to get the win. Ah, see, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going the other way. I, I'm thinking Jurassic Express is going to capture this win because they've been on the losing end of being screwed. <laughs> By these two for a while now you know jungle boy is 0-2 against mjf one-on-one uh obviously luchasaurus got screwed last week so um i think that our boys and dinosaur colors are going to get this win but um should be quite quite fun i i kind of thought there would be some sort of gimmick attached to this just because of the kind of animosity that these two teams have had but um as we saw you know Things can get pretty wild in AW within the rules. So that's um, certainly I totally, true. Yep. I totally expect Marco Stunt to be flung out of Daly's place with <laughs> a vicious F5000. <laughs> um, so Marco, it was good 
good knowing you, but, uh, you know, if you really want to make it fun, go out to the football field and see which one can throw you further, Luchasaurus or Wardlow. I'd, I'd be interested in those Olympic games. But... Do you know what the answer is? What? Brian Cage. <laughs> My God, th- this just needs to be an event. Who can throw Mark? That's how we, that's our summer feud between our hosses, Luchasaurus, Wardlow, uh, Brian Cage, and then let's throw in Lance Archer too, because he threw Marco Stunt into the first row. Let's just see who can throw Marco the furthest down the Jacksonville Jaguars football field. Yeah, I think uh, I think you know. Go ahead and book it. Uh, I think that could be uh, that could be an event. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we <laughs> we can move on to our our first of three championship matches, and let's go with uh, the AW World Tag Team Championship match between Kenny Omega and Adam Page. We don't need a team name versus the best friends. Um, there really hasn't been a team hotter than the best friends during the quarantine, uh, tapings, and they've carried it over since then. And I think my pick here is going to be a little swayed because I think Kenny and Paige could do more for the company right now outside of the tag division. So for me, I'm going to take the best friends and a potential upset here. Um, because one, I think the best friends deserve it. I think they are capable of carrying the division as champions. Um, and I just kind of think that it, we're kind of due for a, a tag title change here. And I don't think Kenny and, and Hangman are, are wasted in this division because they've been great for the division and their matches have been spectacular. But I think there's some places that they could work that could help the company out even more right now. So kind of has nothing really do with the stories being built, but um, that that's who I'm going to take. I'm going to take the best friends and hopefully we get some hugs at the end of this match. All right. Well, I did, uh, I did already write down my pick. Uh, I've been writing them down so that we don't uh, influence each other's picks at all. And I wrote down Omega and page. I think that they retain the belts here. I think they've not, had enough opportunity to do what they want to do in the tag team division. And the single scene is pretty crowded right now. So I don't know that now is the time to re-inject them into the singles picture, but um, I think we get a really good competitive match and we're definitely going to see somebody get their head speared off by Trent as that has become (laughs) kind of a signature of best friends matches. And, uh, you know, I, I just hope the people get what they want. That's that's really my hope for this match. You gotta give the people what they want, Joel. You gotta give them what they want. And also, I would just like to say that the best friends in Orange Cassidy do Roman Reigns moves just as good or better than him. That <laughs> Superman punch from Cassidy last night was freaking insane. <laughs> yeah, that always like, looks really good. He he does a really great job with it. And and uh, Trent Spear has just looked better and better and better every single week since he's been rocking that move on the outside of the ring so he does it kind of old school edge style very high up right yeah and he's launching himself like a missile as opposed to you know contacting the other person and then leaving your feet which i think is more how like goldberg and Mm -hmm. roman reigns goldberg was like a pure tackle so yeah um but yeah i definitely like the the trent spear so all right well look at us we're we're differing a ton here i think we only differed on two total matches at revolution so (laughs) 
think it was just uh, one, gonna, wasn't it? One, yeah. So be nice to have multiple uh, contingencies here. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's go with Hikaru Shida versus Penelope Ford. Um, I think Shida is the right champion right now, and as much as I love Ford and the potential she brings. I think you need to keep the title on Sheeta right now and just a little steady. You don't want the division to be trading the belt every few weeks. You know, we haven't had that much time since Sheeta took the belt from Nyla Rose and with the women's division as it is right now, you know, kind of missing some key contributors. Uh, it just makes sense for me to keep the belt on Sheeta. I know you're a huge Ford star the, uh, fan though. So you picking Ford here, Joel? I am not. I'm going with Hikaru Shida as well. It's one of those Coward. situations where where my, my heart Coward. says Penelope Ford, <laughs> but my head says Hikaru Shida. And uh, I got to go with my head in this instance. But I would love to see Penelope Ford win. I think she's someone who absolutely deserves the spotlight. And with the whole uh, Jimmy Havoc situation and Kip no longer having a tag team partner, it would be interesting to see Penelope Ford carrying the belt with Kip essentially as her valet. Uh, and I would enjoy that dynamic. So I'd be super happy if she won. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Sheeta has, you know, as you said, been a great champion. And I think she's the right person to be holding the title right now. Let's build her up. Let's make her seem unbeatable. And then hopefully they can lock up some kind of you know, debuting talent who can come in in the fall and take the title off of Sheeta after six or eight months of her championship reign. So uh, right now, I think Sheeta is the right person to carry the division. Yeah, it's a damn shame uh, about Britt Baker's injury because it seems like she would be a perfect person to slide into a feud with Sheeta post uh, Fighter Fest. So uh, I love Kip Sabian as her uh, valet, and I love Sheeta going after Kip in their brawl this week. I love that she's like, she's taken him out a couple times the last few weeks, and it's, it's really, or someone has taken out Kip during these women's segments, which is just awesome to see. So I love that Kip is selling out here to, to help this feud. So I would um, also just say, I, I would love to see a heel Riho come in. And be the person to take the belt off of Hikaru Shida. Man, I, we keep talking about Riho. I'm, I keep forgetting about her. And when was the last time she was on an AEW show, man? It's been a while, right? Yeah, I think she's only been on like maybe once or twice since she dropped the belt. Um, like, yeah, she lost the title to Riho, uh, to Nyla Rose. I'm thinking like late January, early February is the last time we saw her. Well, she, it, she lost the belt on February 12th. Um, and yeah, it doesn't show anything since then. So yeah, it's been a while. Um, I'm, obvious, I'm, I'm sure COVID has had something to do with it. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, you know, hopefully, well, <laughs> it's, it's hard to stay positive with the COVID situation right now. So let's move on. Um, and let's go to what I believe will be the main event of night one of Fighter Fest. I could see any of the championship matches, honestly being up there if they really wanted to but based off of everything it seems like tnt would want the tnt championship in the main event of the first night so we got cody with arn anderson versus jake hager i'm taking cody i'm also taking cody and uh, <laughs> i'll talk about this match because i know you don't want to no 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 uh, i will talk about this match because i want cody to kick the ever living shit out of mr jake hager not for me 
not for you, but for everyone, for all the members of the Nightmare family. We deserve this. And honestly, kick his fucking teeth in, Cody, and take the title home. I told All you I this vitriol this just because he blocked you on Twitter. I just don't care. I don't care that he blocked me. I don't wear that like a badge of honor. I just think the guy sucks. <laughs> like, like from an in-ring standpoint and like that whole personality and, you know, being a shitty person thing. Right. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. I was just messing with you. Um, I think this could be a really good match. I think they, their styles work well together. And I also, and I know you don't agree, but I think Hager has been getting progressively better in each of his appearances. Um, I think he's adapting to the style and figuring out how he can portray his character in AEW. And I'll also throw out there that his body language, his line deliveries in the kind of goofy inner circle segments that he's been involved in have been gold. So you know, if you had told me that his best work in AEW was going to be his comedic character work, I would have told you you were crazy. But that's where we are. And I'm hoping that he can bring the in-ring to back that up for this match. Yeah, I guess I, I guess my thing, if there was like a, a, an arena full of fans for this stuff, I think Hager would just be booed out of the stadium. and. You know, I you know, I we hate wrestling fans in general with how they can take over shows and ruin things, but you know, you do need fans to give you the reaction to some of the stories that you're telling. And I just don't think Hager would be put in these spots if fans were in attendance because fans would be like, eh, it'd be quiet, it'd be silent. And that's always that you never want that to happen when you're in a big, big, big feud, big match. I think that would have happened in both the championship match he had during the COVID tapings and then this match coming up. So sorry, I just, I don't buy, I don't buy Hager, but I know Cody can get a good match out of anyone. He could probably get a good match with either one of us, to be honest. So I'm sure it's going to be entertaining and I'm sure Cody is going to bleed and go all out to make Hager <laughs> look good because that's what Cody's done since day one in AEW is put over people and make them look good. You don't have to win against Cody to get put over. And we've seen that with tons of talent so far. So, yeah. See, I told you I could talk about this match. All right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's it for, for next week. So, Joel, we agree on three of the five matches. Um, so we'll have to keep track of that. And then after next week's reaction show, we'll, we'll go through the matches for night two. Um, I actually kind of like the card from night two a little better, if we're being honest. But I think that's just because Moxley and Cage, I'm looking so I'm looking forward to so freaking much. And yeah, let's just hope it well happens. Wishes, yeah. Well wishes to not only John Moxley, but QT Marshall, who have uh, been exposed to people with with COVID. And for Moxley, you know, he it was his it was his wife. Renee Young tweeted out that she she tested positive. So well wishes to both of them. Hopefully they they make it through this. And it's probably not a coincidence. Moxie and Cage is on the second night um, of Fighter Fest now because that would give them two or so weeks to make sure Moxley is not infected. But yeah, let's hope they let's hope it stays that way. Also, while we're on the topic, um, so Kayla Braxton tweeted that yeah she had previously had COVID back in like early March. 
and recovered and tested negative. And then now she has it again. So there, there's not like a, you've had it. So you're immune kind of situation. It's, you can get it more than once as much as that would suck. So, yeah. uh, so what we're trying to people, say people, I, I'm wear... here in North Carolina and we just put into place like a statewide, you must wear a mask in public, uh, order. So, um, yep. hopefully in terms of, you know, safety and security, we kind of ramp things back up so that we can actually get this under control and cease being the laughing stock of the globe. Well, you know, other, other countries are, are putting in travel advisories or banning travel to and from the United States because we're so dangerous. Like, Honestly, though, we were dangerous before, too. They should have had the bans in place long before COVID. Well, actually, Canada States. did. Um, but <laughs> that's a different story. And uh, I, I sincerely hope that nothing happens in the pro wrestling world that causes us to talk about why Canada has a travel advisory for the United States, because holy shit. What, what we're really trying to, what we're really trying to say, everyone is wear your goddamn masks, like wear your masks, stay safe, socially distance when you can. This is not over. You can't, I don't even call this a second wave. This is still the first freaking wave of this, this virus. So stay safe. That's our, our PSA moment um, of the night. Yeah. Wash your and... hands, you filthy animals. I'm just I'm going to get that cut and save that and just we'll make a drop out of that. But Please you can do. find us on Facebook at The Other Wrestling Show, Instagram at The Other Wrestling Show. You can find us on Twitter at OWS underscore pod. You can find Joel at The Other Joel. You can find me at Michael underscore Aranda. You can email us at The Other Wrestling Show at gmail.com. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts. No excuses now. We're everywhere. SoundCloud, forgot that one. We're everywhere. Please subscribe. Please uh, give us, you know, reviews if you can. We appreciate the ones with the five stars, but if you can, give us a six star, seven star. Go Meltzer on it. Break the system. We don't care. Um, but give us, you know, it'd be, we really would appreciate any reviews, any insights that you guys have about the show. Um, and yeah, Joel, any anything else to add before uh, I go back to work? No, that's all. Remember, everybody, life's a work. Duck the clothesline. And happy wrestling. Bye.